Sika, and I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Say what? You you didn't invite me? That's okay. That's okay. I'm still happy to be here. It's all good. I've got so much to tell you. So firstly, I'm a comedian and improviser. And secondly, I'm on a mission with Bumble to find out if romance is dead. That's right. I decided to set upon a journey, digging through the trenches, pulling apart the heartache, eating lots of chocolate, singing love songs at the top of my lungs. And even though this is what my usual Saturday night is, on this quest, I will also be talking to musicians, filmmakers, bakers, wedding planners, psychologists, writers, and more to truly understand what creates that spark. What is romance? What does it all mean? And will love find a way? Sorry, excuse me, can I get a cup of chai from Chai and Biscuits? Yeah. <laughs> My name, Kaniz, Kaniz Surka, the full name, yeah. Chai, two sugars, thank you. For thousands of years, humans have put the most intense longings of the soul and deepest regret of their hearts into music. Love songs have been written by people as diverse as Confucius and Taylor Swift. It's there at every stage of romance, from first crushes to awkward first dates to the wedding dance. So I spoke to three musicians, singer-songwriter Nicole D'Souza, musician and harpist Nush Lewis, and Bollywood music director Vishal Dadlani to find out what makes music romantic. We all have a favorite love song and mine is Pehla Nashah from Georgie the Voice Sikandar because not only does it remind me of my first love but also the first time I got drunk and had a hangover and I think those are both equally romantic moments in my life. <laughs> Tell me, what is your favorite love song? My favorite love song is You're Still the One I Love by Shania Twain. Whenever this song used to come on TV, I used to always wonder what the guy in the video actually looked like because they never show his face in the video. Uh, so my favorite song is Wo Hum Safar Tha by Abida Parveen. I have been very fond of Sufi songs for quite a long time. One of the uh, lines is that dhup chhao ka alam raha judai na thi wo hum safar tha magar usse hum nawai na thi so somewhere i can pretty much relate to a relationship between two lovers that they fight they uh, love but yes at the time they are very honest and loyal to each other my favorite love song currently is all night by big boy big boy has one of the best rap flows out there and what i love about this song is that it um, also has fantastic lyrics and the uh, one that stands out to me most of all is um, where he asks for consent so he says if it's all right i'd like to kick it with you all night and that's just beautiful my favorite love song is love bites by def leppard a close second would probably be the white snake song is this love What I love about these hard rock outfits doing ballads is the sheer intensity of the lyrics. I mean, love bites, love bleeds. It's bringing me to my knees. Well, my favorite love song is "Rose Rose Aankhon Tale" by R.D. Barman. Love the lyrics to this song. My favorite love song is "Harvest Moon" by Neil Young. Around the time I met my now wife I was reintroduced to it by way of a modern reinterpretation by a band called Poolside 
it is a dirty daytime disco number that a friend introduced me to and as fate would have it the song became the soundtrack to my falling in love i remember the first moment where music played a role in my romance was in 1993 i was 10 years old it was the valentine's dance and daniel gordon the cutest boy in my class asked me to slow dance with him i was so excited his arms around my waist mine on his shoulders and even though we were 2 meters apart it was my first romantic moment the song end of the road by boys to men now that i think about it it's pretty weird that my first romantic moment was to somebody singing about the end of their romance okay moving on i want to find out where love songs get their mojo and magic and who better to talk to than singer songwriter nikhil dasuza who has songs like still in love love is a liar simple kind of love still in love the acoustic version <laughs> with that many songs about love if nikhil doesn't know what the answer is then nobody does so the reason why i want to talk to you was because you're a musician and music is one of the biggest expressions of love and even like for an artist as yourself you use it to express the way you feel about love as well right it's some kind of love like it's not um, an ecstasy i'm so happy i could run across the world kind of kind of love it's not that it's never been that celebratory love it's always been inward introspective and uh, mostly melancholic like what we we were talking about you know uh, so people when they think of think of nikhil nikhil d'souza they'll be like oh that guy who sings the sad love songs what makes a good romantic song i think i th- I think it's more about uh the conviction in your voice when you're singing it. So as a singer you have to believe every word that you're singing and to do that you usually you would have needed to felt that at some point in time, you know. Um it's like I've I've been writing songs for a while and I've written with different people but the one thing you know that always came out of it was Uh, when when we try to write a song uh with an experience that i hadn't been through or that the other person hadn't been through uh it was just very difficult to write and to even sing with any conviction so that's for me a, a good a real romantic song comes out of a real experience and uh you know part of the job of convincing the audience is to convince yourself first now i guess what i'm saying is that it seems that um the people who miss love the most um tend to you know write most about it you know if you if you see like the the best love songs the most intense ones are about you know are written by the people who uh, yearn it or who have missed it or who have had it once but have not found it again Elton John has a track called Sad Song Say So Much where the lyrics go There are times when we all need to share a little pain when all hope is gone. Sad songs say so much. There's even a Spotify playlist called Sad Love Songs for Crying Yourself to Sleep. It has 600,000 followers. This playlist could be an Instagram influencer. So how come sadness and melancholy, heartbreak and yearning can yield a song that not only moves me to tears, but also moves me to buy 5,000 rupees worth of chocolates? I mean love is painful and we can't not include that when we're talking about love the pain that comes with being in love it's like a hit of dopamine and then there's also that sadness that comes with it it's just this 
constant graph that goes up and down when you first fall in love, right? So it's it's kind of like a drug either way you look at it. You know, some for some people it's the high, the dopamine high, and then even the lows are kind of a drug in a way. You know, some people need that. Uh, the you know the poet needs it, the you know the artist needs it, the singer needs it, like different sad singers like me with you know sad boy with the guitar kind of thing. We need it. Like it at least makes you feel something. The fear is actually what happens when I've found that full-on, perfect, absolutely rainbow-in-the-sky relationship. And then will I still be able to write? You know, it might not um, move me as much as the, you know, the yearning and the, the wanting and, you know, the not having parts of it. So, um... Man, I'm such a fan of Nikhil's work. And I feel really bad for saying this, but it wouldn't be the worst thing if he didn't find the love of his life, right? I mean, we all need our steady supply of sad love songs, Nikhil. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I hope you do find the love of your life. And that she breaks your heart into a million pieces so that you can write another sad love song. No, I'm joking. For real this time, Nikhil. <laughs> or am I? Another musician who has probably written and composed songs that at some point became the soundtrack of your heartbreak is Vishal Dadlani vocalist of electro-rock band Pentagram, and of course, one half of the Bollywood music composer duo Vishal Shekhar. So Vishal, I want to know what you think of romance and writing love songs. And is there stuff from your own life that inspires the music that you write? The thing is, for me, the sad stuff is also the happy stuff. Happy stuff is happy, sad stuff is happy. At the end of the day, it's an experience. you got to live it. Give it everything. You know what I'm saying? Give the good shit everything, give the bad shit everything, and just throw yourself into it and like enjoy it. You know, I'll tell you one thing. So the reason I say this is because I had this separation and then for whatever it's worth, I had the worst year of my life right after that, right? Where, and it was, it was bad because I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel anything. So when I started to learn how to feel bad again, that became something I truly treasure. That became some, that pain was, it felt, it, it tasted good to me. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I can feel things again. It was like that. So in 1998, 99, I was madly and utterly and totally besotted in love. And I wrote a really corny Hindi song, my first Hindi song. I had never written in Hindi before, but it just, it showed up one day. And uh, it eventually ended up in a film called Pyar Mein Kabhi Kabhi, right? Which was our first film, Vishalan Shekhar's first film. It was a song called Wo Pehli Baar that's still around and people still listen to it and so forth. So the corniness also comes from romance and the dark side also comes from romance. And uh, look, the thing is, if it's an emotion, right, it's going to have, it's going to, it's going to be multifaceted. It's not going to be some, uh, something you read in a book. It's not going to be two dimensional, you know? So the thing is, I don't half-ass anything. Like I was telling you about feeling the pain all the way. If I'm doing a sappy thing, I'll do, do that with equal, uh, measure. So if romance is the good and the bad and everything in between, that means music needs to reflect a spectrum of emotions too. The anxieties, the struggles, the butterflies, and the moment when you hear your phone buzz and you're like, oh my God, what if it's him? But it's not. Instead, it's a spam message for a 50% off sale. So fine, okay, maybe I could treat myself to a new pair of sneakers. Wait, what was I talking about? Oh yes, music. Now, music isn't just lyrics and singing. 
In the movies, when you see a couple sitting in a restaurant opposite each other, to show that something romantic is going to happen, you would hear violins playing. Or maybe a piano. Or Cupid's instrument of choice, the harp. I wanted to understand how musical instruments play a role in drumming up some romance. My next guest is musician, music educator, and one of only three harpists in India, Nush Lewis. I feel like the string instruments do like great justice to this environment of romance for sure, um, and that's purely because of the kind of uh, the kind of sound that uh, like a string quartet would have. I mean, because it's so rich and it's so round in shape, so to so to speak. I think like a string quartet, like the piano. And and when I say piano, I mean like just solo piano, just used a lot for like uh, love songs or, or romantic music. In terms of instruments, yeah, of course, the harp, uh, acoustic guitar specifically, uh, like a classical guitar is really beautiful because it's very gentle and it's very warm. And uh, yes, that's what it is. I'm, I'm All the instruments that I'm mentioning are instruments that have what I call a warm sound. So like a harp and uh, an acoustic guitar. So you're not looking for something that has too harsh of an attack when you hear it. And I think so any of those instruments that have that little depth in it is what's going to then get a listener to be like, oh, wow, that feels so good. Or like, I love that sound. It's warm. For example, imagine if if you had an electric guitar that had like a little distortion and just suddenly goes like, whatever wow like in in this beautiful restaurant where you're sitting with this gorgeous man and you're like what like it would just be so out of place but if you had an acoustic guitar and you had specifically if you had like a classical guitar like a nylon string guitar the feel would be different so it's just i think i think um instruments that lend to that sound predominantly are acoustic instruments because they resonate very differently as opposed to uh, electronic instruments for sure these are i think stereotypes that have been kind of popularized by by media and by films and television and all of that which is why uh, i think certain sounds today are associated with you know, love and romance or just having an intimate moment or a tender moment. And it can be anything. It can be putting a baby to sleep. You'd hear a little like harp music because it's gentle. But I mean, harp music can be quite harsh if you want it to. Nush is right. If a love song is your goal, then acoustic instruments are the key. According to the Music Genome Project, musicologists went through millions of songs and found that over 60% of the top love songs use acoustic instruments instead of electric. Their data also showed that songs of heartbreak feature 33% more distortion than a typical love song. All right, anyway, as you continue to pull apart the elements that make a song romantic, what about the composition, the notes, the chords, and the harmonies? Let's dig a little deeper with Nush. So besides just the sound of different instruments, is there something about the actual melody or the tone of the music that makes it sound romantic? Whether you're listening to film music or whether you're listening to like a pop star or, or for us as kids when we were listening to say the Backstreet Boys or whatever, it was always love songs. And I don't think there's a certain 
tone that is associated with like a love song i think it's just kind of how it's delivered a lot of times when we teach music and i've actually stopped doing this because uh, i want like students or teachers to kind of think beyond this is a lot of times when when music teachers are teaching like say for example uh, chords and they'll be like you know major chords are the happy sounding chords and minor chords are the sad sounding chords but why why attach an emotion to it right from the word go because then you're also restricting your student from thinking only so much but there are so many love songs that have been written with only minor chords and these are not like heartbreak love songs these are love songs that are like talking about pining for someone and and it's it's written in a minor key so i think it's it's basically it's it's delivery of not only the music it's delivery of the lyrics as well that make something romantic or that makes something just gentle and intimate and it i think i think it's the delivery more than anything uh then it's it's definitely more than kind of what is written and yes i mean of course i mean there are going to be uh, music theorists who will get very technical about it and be like because you went from this chord to this chord i got this emotion but then the, i i don't really like doing that just purely because i feel like that takes away the magic in music is when you like over analyze uh something like that so if there is a slight like mystery to why you felt like that and and it can hit differently for different people like some people be like oh it was the lyrics and then for some people it was like oh no it was that it was that piano that played at the back or it was the guitar that played at the back that like just moved me most people find it difficult to express their feelings there are emotions we find so hard to describe and also hard to deal with But when you find that love song that captures how you feel, love is a battlefield. It's a drug. It's a temple. It's a higher law. It's a heat wave. It's bridge over troubled waters. It's like they get you. Like I remember when I was 14 years old and I had a secret boyfriend that I would call on the landline when my parents were asleep. Nothing helped me feel the feels of that romance more than do dil mil raha hai from Pardesh. Also, if you're listening and wondering, but Kaniz Masi, what is a landline? Another good question, Bacha. Go to internet and look it up. So, how does Bollywood know exactly what's happening in my relationship and then write the perfect song about it, featuring Shah Rukh Khan? Maybe Vishal Dadlani can explain how this works. Okay, so the thing with Bollywood songs is that, I mean, they are crafted to be part of your lives. they are uh, crafted to be that product that is sold they are crafted to be the 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 sound that everyone across all uh, spheres of society or whatever can listen to and not feel alienated they are essentially they are the they are the vast blanket that sort of covers everybody so it's a very generalized um, view to romance rather than a very specific and personal view but because it's so omnipresent i guess it 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 becomes part of the fabric you know becomes part of the um, of the zeitgeist so to speak and people live so and the thing is some of them for whatever sort are songs that i truly treasure uh, songs like uh, you know tujhe bula diya from anjana anjani or even the title track of anjana anjani uh, songs like dil diya galla from tigers in the i mean that is one of my favorite songs that we've ever done and it's i will always listen to it it's beautiful because bollywood is so vast and so uh, widespread 
it's also most often um, misunderstood. Some of the greatest love songs in the world took years to write, and some just 10 minutes. When I was six years old, I would tink on the piano and make up love songs on the spot. And nothing's changed. One, two, three, hit it. He broke my heart and I knew he would from the start. Why, why, why did you make me cry? Oh, why, why, why did you say goodbye? Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. My ever-growing talent aside, I still have to ask, what makes a love song compelling? What really, literally makes it strike a chord? I went back to singer-songwriter Nikhil D'Souza. You know, my dad always said, if you ever have to make a decision, choose a path that's the hardest because it's usually the right decision. And the reason why I mention this is because I know you've written songs that probably reminded you of the heartbreak you went through. But do you think those are the ones that are the best love songs? There was this one song called Still in Love that I'd written about someone um, in 2013 or 2014. I think I'd written it back then. And it was about this girl who uh, I kept, you know, falling in love with every couple of years. And, uh, you know, it's it's like I, I played that song many years later at an English pub. Like I was I had a gig there. And, um, you know, when I, was, when I was doing it at Soundcheck earlier, when no, was, no one was in the room, it was fine. It was just like, you know, a song, just a song. But when people were there in that room and it's like an exchange of energy, they're looking at you, they're taking everything in and giving it back to you. Um, something happened and it's like, you know, the words almost just caught up in my throat and I, I almost couldn't go, like, f- finish the song. But I, But then I, you know, I sang the rest of it. And uh, yeah, it was like it's some songs attach themselves so powerfully to your memories or to a moment that and they come back at you know certain points. Um, I mean, I love that. I love that music can do that, that songs can do that uh, for people. One of the greatest songwriters of our time, Leonard Cohen, said, love never dies. When there is an emotion strong enough to gather a song around it, there is something about that emotion that is indestructible. So it's time for me to ask that burning question that I have on my mind. Is romance dead or will love find a way? I feel romance is dying. It's not dead. I think the kind of romance that uh, we knew 15 years ago is is dead. I think uh, we've moved on to a different sort of romancing. Um, usually involving emoticons. Uh, but I also, <laughs> I feel that um, we as human beings will never stop feeling as hard for for someone else. We will always come back to love and we will always uh, want to romance. And uh, our expressions might be different, but we will always have it. I think that romance is not dead i think i mean i i at one point i did think it was dead uh i i feel a little better about it today i think people just need to be nicer about it you know people need to be uh just think a little old school for a while everything doesn't have to be a one night stand everything doesn't have to be like oh i'm scared of commitment issues or whatever like just 
man play it by ear but like be nice be nice to the other person and i think that's when uh, and it doesn't matter what medium you go through like it can be an app it can be you meet someone through a friend you could be talking to someone you've known for years or whatever suddenly it sparks something but i think it's just about being kind to the other person uh, whether it works out or no and i think uh, i think that is like romantic in itself i think uh, romance is one of those things that sort of you know is born every morning and then dies every evening or vice versa whichever you prefer i think um it ebbs and flows in a way that that means it is perpetually alive the fact that it is dead means it will show up again it, it's it's the night and day thing okay so let me put it this way there's a song called nocturne right on the bloody wood album which we did in 2011 which has a a, a passage it's a it's a four line or eight line bit which is about me sitting in my balcony at night looking out into the you know into the blackness of the bombay sky and pretty much having a chat with the moon that was one of the hardest times of my life and uh, and and i think it made a great lyric and for whatever it's worth it also made um, i mean the fact that i will forever treasure that moment despite it being painful that's romance much for listening to is romance dead by bumble india join us next week as we continue our quest to explore the things we consider romantic download bumble now and make the first move because love will find a way i'm kini sirka this is a podcast series by bumble india executive producers alixa nahar and georgie coop directed by may thomas production by made in india